This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Citizens Bank Park in South Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Marlins and the Phillies got together first of three this week inside Citizens Bank Park. The lefty Braxton Garrett went opposite of the veteran right-hander Zach Wheeler. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Phillies roll on tonight in the first of this three-game series in Philadelphia. 39-19 and 19 under interim manager Rob Thompson beginning June 3rd. Meanwhile, the Marlins' bats stay quiet. Phillies take game one of this series by the final score of 4-1. to one. Marlins, who started 3-1 and one against the Phillies, have now lost six of the last seven head-to-head. They've got two more shots at Philadelphia here over the next couple of days at Citizens Bank Park. Braxton Garrett started for the Marlins against Zach Wheeler. Marlins in the top of the first, got a two-out double from Jesus Aguilar, but left him at second base. Meanwhile, in the bottom of the first inning, the Phillies able to push across the run against Braxton Garrett. He allowed a leadoff hit to Kyle Schwarber, but Schwarber was promptly erased on a 5-4-3 double play. Reese Hoskins hitting into the twin killing. Two outs, nobody on. Alec Bohm then lifted a fly ball into shallow right field. Looked like the Marlins would be out of the inning. Joey Wendell went out. Brian De La Cruz came in. Wendell got his glove on it, but right as he made contact with the ball, De La Cruz hit him from behind. The ball was in and out of Wendell's glove. It was charged an E9 by the official scorer, the judgment being it was De La Cruz who forced the error in colliding with Joey Wendell. Either way, you had Bohm at second with two outs in the first inning for the former Marlin, and here in 2022, he's been a Marlins killer, JT Realmuto. Pitch to Realmuto is lined to left, going to get down for a hit. And the miscommunication in right field immediately cost the Marlins. Around third, coming in to score Bohm on a double by Real Muto, and the Phillies go up 1-0. It would stay 1-0. The Marlins got a two-out hit from Charles LeBlanc in the second inning. In the third, they had a chance against Wheeler. Peyton Burdick led off with a single. With one out, Garrett Cooper ripped a double to the wall in right center field. Al Padrique held the runner Burdick at third base. So the Marlins had second and third with one out. He was counting on either Jesus Aguilar or Brian De La Cruz coming through. But neither of the three, four men in the Marlins lineup could. On the first pitch, he saw Aguilar pop foul to the first base from Hoskins. De La Cruz struck out. And the Marlins were gone in the third, still trailing 1-0. That would change, though, in the top half of the fourth inning with Wheeler on the mound, five Ks through three. Leading off from Miami, playing in just his 16th big league game, the rookie outfielder J.J. Bladé. 1-0 pitch to Bladé is driven to deep right field. Way back at the wall. Goodbye. J.J. Bladé has tied it up with his second major league home run. A missile to right. That would be the Marlins' final hit in this game, however. They would manage four walks. They'd have a man reach on an error but they would not have another hit after that home run by Bladey leading off the fourth inning. The score was even at one, but not for long. In the bottom of the fourth, first man to the plate against Braxton Garrett. That former Marlin, current Marlins killer, 
JT Realmuto. One two to Realmuto is driven to deep left field, way back, and out of here to put the Phillies back on top, two to one. Just barely kept it fair into the second level of bleachers above left field here at Citizens Bank Park. Realmuto tonight went two for four, an RBI double that solo home run. He's now hitting 378 in 37 at bats against Marlins pitching this year. Four doubles, two homers, and six runs batted in. So his home run is 13th of the season, gave the Phillies the lead. And two batters later, just recently off the injured list, Gene Segura would add to that advantage. Nobody on one out here in the Philadelphia half of the fourth inning. Payoff pitch to Segura is cranked to left. And that one is not coming back. Gene Segura with the second Phillies home run in the inning, and it's 3-1. to one. His second of the season. Garrett would come back and retire Matt Veerling and Edmundo Sosa to end that fourth inning. But in the fifth, Philadelphia would add on another run with one out. Kyle Schwarber a double. And with two outs, Schwarber was at second base for Alec Bohm. 1-1 is a line drive into center. In for hit for Bohm. Schwarber coming around third. He's going to score and the Phillies extend their lead to 4-1. to one. Alec Bohm has been hot, stays hot, knocks in his 46th of the season. That would be the end of the night for Braxton Garrett. Done after four and two-thirds innings, 82 pitches, 58 strikes. Garrett gave up eight hits and four runs, three earned, one unearned. Didn't walk anybody, struck out three. The bullpen did a nice job tonight. Anthony Bender got out of the fifth inning, pitched a scoreless sixth inning. Richard Blyer, a 1-2-3-7th, interrupted for 28 minutes by a rain delay. Eliezer Hernandez pitched a scoreless eighth inning, but it would stay 4-1 as the Marlins just couldn't muster anything the rest of the way against the Philadelphia pitching staff. Zach Wheeler, six innings, a five-hit, one-run ball tonight. He walked three, struck out eight, allowed the Blade home run, the only run of the night for Miami. For Wheeler, a season-high, 109 pitches in six innings, 68 strikes. Jose Alvarado struck out a pair in a scoreless seventh inning. The newcomer David Robertson back for his second tour at the Phillies with a strikeout in a 1-2-3 eighth inning. And Sir Anthony Dominguez came on and got the final three outs. Charles LeBlanc led off the ninth inning with a ground ball to first base. Took a funky hop on a wet playing field. It was in and out of the glove of Reese Hoskins, rolled towards second base. They scored it in E3 under the circumstances. Probably should have been a base hit. Jacob Stallings, though, followed with a ground ball to shortstop. A 6-4-3 double play. Erased the leadoff base runner. Two outs, nobody on the ninth inning. And when Peyton Burdick struck out, this one belonged to the Phillies. For the Phils, four runs, eight hits, one error, three left. For the Marlins, one run, five hits and an error. Miami leaves eight in the game. Zach Wheeler, the winning pitcher, he's 11-5. Braxton Garrett takes the loss. He falls to 2-6. For Sir Anthony Dominguez, save number seven. Time of the ballgame is two hours, 46 minutes plus one hour worth of rain delays, 32 minutes before the first pitch, and 28 minutes with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. The Phillies with the victory have won six straight, 11 of 12. They improved to 61 and 48 on the season, a season best 13 games over 500. First time they've been 13 over since the 2018 season. Philadelphia improves to 31 and 25 here at home, and 7-4 against the Marlins. Meanwhile, Miami now has dropped 8 of 10. The Marlins are 10 and 20 since July 6th. They're 49 and 60 on this season, 11 games under, 26 and 32 on the road, 1 and 3 on this trip. Trip began with losses in 2 out of 3 to the Cubs at Wrigley Field. They tonight lose the first of 3 here in Philadelphia. 
It's a winning combination, strikeouts and charity. The Marlins are committed to fighting cancer in our community and are proud to partner with AutoNation again this year to support their Drive Pink initiative. With every strikeout recorded by Marlins pitcher, $25 will be donated to charities supporting a cure. Tonight, six strikeouts, $150 for the season, up to 950 Ks by the Marlins staff. That means $23,750 for the Miami Marlins with AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. Tough night at the yard for the Marlins, just uh, seemingly cannot get a whole lot going offensively, even in their most recent win on Sunday. They uh, only mustered three hits, uh, a two-run homer and a solo shot. So uh, offense still looking to get things going a little bit. Let's hear what Donnie had to say after the loss last night. Let's give uh, Braxton Garrett, firstly, a tough place to pitch. Uh, what do you think overall? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he gives up one in the first. Probably should, obviously shouldn't have. Uh and a couple of solo home runs where he didn't get the ball where he wanted, but I think in general he held his own. Um, the last one, the bomb, kind of hurts us too. You know, another ball we leave that over. But uh, in general, yeah, not too bad. That play, would you like to see De La Cruz take charge, or did he just lose the ball in, in the sky? No, I think he said. I think he said he was calling it, and Joey. It was a tough sky, and Joey was being aggressive. I think to the ball, and it was out there pretty good ways. Uh, just really, more than anything, Joey not hearing Dela, uh, and Dela probably on his end of it could have been more uh, demonstrative or mm. and loud and, and vocal. In the third inning, the Cooper doubled. From your standpoint, did you feel like Burdick had a chance to score? It's always easy to look at it after the fact. And yeah, but tougher. I think you're you're sitting here with you know Aggie who just hit a ball off the wall the last time up. Uh, you're in a pretty good spot, and you know it's probably going to be a banger, but. Uh, for me, at that point, I, I think it's a good call from Al. I mean, you can you can be aggressive there or not, but I think the the guy you have coming up is a guy that just hit a, you know, basically a ball that's a couple a couple feet from being a homer. Uh, you're going to be second and third with one out, and you like your chances. With that uh, the misplay in right field, I think Braxton shows some emotion, maybe frustration. Is that something maybe you don't want necessarily a young guy or pitcher to show? Or? Yeah, I didn't really see it, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously you, didn't want, you don't want guys to show anybody up. If that's if that's what happened, I didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, outside of the day home run, like you said, you guys had got some guys on base against Wheeler but weren't able to get that clutch hit. Just what did you see from the group, especially in some of the spots where you could try could have possibly gotten stuff in against them? Yeah, I don't think we had a, we didn't have a bunch of chances, but we did we did get some guys on and just weren't able to kind of put anything together, uh, you know and. In, in big spots where we had, I think Dela may had a couple of chances with guys out there, um, but in general we didn't have a ton of chances. But yeah, I thought the guys were okay with him. Uh, JT, and obviously you know what he's capable of, but just you know this game, the last series against you guys, just what are you seeing? Because he struggled earlier in the season. Have you seen? No, he's swinging the bat good, and, we, and we've had some success with him in the past. We're just not getting the ball to the right spots, uh, and and he's a tough out. And, and you know JT, I think what you know about him as a competitor is that you get him in a pennant race and he's going to be good. And uh, I think that's what you're going to see a little bit of him down the stretch. I feel like you battled pretty well against Wheeler. Yeah, and we, and we hung in there. You know, in this yeah. ballpark, you just got to get some guys on and you need a big hit. Um, and we were able to do that. But, I mean, in this ballpark, it, it for, keep these guys the four – Really should have been three. We give ourselves chances to to score. You just got to get some hits in there to drive in runs uh, and change you know change the game. But our, 
you know, guys did a nice job coming out of the bullpen, keeping the game in, in, in check, giving us a chance. We just didn't didn't put enough on the board to be able to, to get a win. This was your first chance to see the Phillies after some additions and some subtractions. What did, what do you think of their, their look? And if you had to predict on their chances here down the stretch, what would you say? They're not a whole lot different. Uh, you know, they, they get they get Segura back, which is always a plus. I can really hit. Uh, their lineup's pretty much the same. They're going to get Harper back. Um, yeah, it, I mean, you know, Robertson is a pickup. But in general, it seems like the same lineup. I don't see a lot. I just think you see guys improving. You see Stott getting better. Uh, what we've seen the last series in Miami, his swing's gotten a lot better and tighter. Um, Bomb swinging it back good. Uh, you see him kind of improving over the last you know year. So I mean, I think that's what you really see is guys uh, doing well. Uh, you know, uh, not up to me to make predict their chances, but uh, you know they got a club that's dangerous. Uh, they can put runs on the board, and and they're and they're throwing the ball well. So that's a, that's a pretty good combination. With JJ, you know, he strikes out against Wheeler the first time, and the homer, I think a walk, just to see him, you know, but these young guys face some of the premier pitchers and how, you know, whether it's success or how their at-bats develop over a game. Yeah, I've said a number of times, JJ puts good at-bats together, and really it's going to be a matter of shortening the route and really just tightening up his swing uh, to a point where, because he, he gets himself good pitches to hit. He's not a, not a big chase. Uh, he's just got to be able to finish at bats when he gets pitches to hit. You know, you don't want to foul those back. Um, so, I mean, I think JJ's in a, in a pretty good spot as far as the way he's looked. Um, again, I think what you know I'm going to look at, and I think our hitting guys look at, is that you know what kind of at bats does he have, and is he putting at bats together? And then you figure out, you know, how do you help him? You know, just small changes that's really going to make a huge difference for him. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Phillies in game one last night. Game two comes your way this evening at 7.05. Sandy Alcantara goes opposite of Noah Syndergaard. We'll hit the air at 6.30 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.